Who is Walter White? That's the first question I'm going to need answered. Because for years, I've heard that Breaking Bad might be the best TV show ever made. And for years, my response to this statement has been, wouldn't know, never seen it. Which is often followed by some kind of gasp of surprise. Maybe a few curse words, maybe some questions about my intelligence, and ultimately the claim that I'm seriously missing out. Today, I find out what I've been missing. We're beginning a brand new binge, my first time ever watching Breaking Bad. Hi, and welcome to Belated Binge. I'm Zach, your host, binging some of the most iconic shows in recent memory, like Breaking Bad, which ended the year I graduated college, and now, a decade later, I'm finally watching for the first time. I have no doubt I'm going to have plenty to say. I'm going to make predictions, have theories, hot takes, and they're all going to be wrong. I'll look like an idiot, and it's going to be great. So grab your gas masks and chemistry sets as we set off on our binge with the pilot episode of Breaking Bad. The Belated Binge Podcast. Before we get started, there will be no spoilers because I have no idea what happens in this show aside from this dude becoming a meth dealer. There will be some adult language, so earmuff the children. Shout out to Katie and Alice holding it down for the bonus binge squad on Patreon, patreon.com slash belated binge to check out the benefits there. Let's jump right into the pilot. We open on pants, just pants flying through the air majestically. And there's a dude driving a camper like a maniac. I'm assuming he's being chased by the cops or something, and there's something wrong because he's wearing a gas mask of some kind. We must be making meth already, I think to myself. Is there a time jump or something? This show is it has to be using that like attention-grabbing tactic of opening on a climactic moment, and then we'll see how we got here. He crashes in the desert and busts out in his underwear. The pants make a little bit more sense now, but not really, because they were flying in front of the camper? Apparently, he's not a physics teacher. He is freaking out, though. Whatever's happening to this dude, it's got to be very, very stressful. And there are the sirens. So he grabs his shirt, which seems important to whatever he's doing next, which is apparently grabbing a gun to stuff in his underwear. Shirt, underwear gun and this camper must have some serious fumes because he's basically like vomiting every time he goes inside and he went in to get a camera so we can make a home video and it's for his family this is going to be lovely memories and i don't think this like this is not an admission of guilt thing is actually going to hold up in any courtroom ever and now Dramatic pose. Gun out in his undies, ready to go down in a blaze of glory. And I know, as I watch this, this is somebody who's never seen this before, ever in his life, and knows almost nothing about this show, I know he can't get caught here. Know how I know that? He has hair. And on the cover for this show on Netflix, he's bald. So, this is not the ending scene of the whole series. We didn't do the whole open at the close thing completely. But maybe it's the ending to the season? I don't know. We'll see. Credits. 
What a wild way to open this show, by the way. This is just an insane, absolutely insane introduction to whatever this meth world is. And we come back from the credits, and this is our jump three weeks prior, which isn't very far. And this guy's not much of a sleeper, I guess. 5 a.m., just wide awake. There's baby sh- baby stuff and toys, like, all over the place. There's some kind of exercise thing, and he's not doing it very well. I've never seen one of these, but it almost... It looks like a Stairmaster if the steps were, like, hobbit size. He's just, like barely do 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 on this thing and it's he's he's not uh he's not getting through it very very well very clean he's obviously got some kind of health thing happening right now but apparently it's his birthday and that's great for him because his reward from his wife at breakfast is veggie bacon (laughs) fantastic and his wife's not happy with him working late and it appears that maybe he's well lost his pants in the relationship long before he lost them in the opening scene of this episode. And his son has an attitude and some sort of disability, which I assume is going to become important to the story somehow. What's what's really important at this moment is that he doesn't want fake veggie bacon either. Nobody wants veggie bacon. No one. Vegetarians don't want veggie bacon. They want veggies and other veggie made things bacon is just the thing right like as a red-blooded american who's not very red-blooded in the sense that like i'm not even that big of a bacon guy but i don't want veggie bacon either now turkey sausage yeah we can have a conversation about that because that was surprisingly delicious when my wife had me eat that for the first time uh anyways now we're at school and this guy is a teacher a chemistry teacher and the you know the meth thing is starting to make a little bit of sense uh he's clearly excited about the subject but he's not excited about the douchebag kids in the back trying to have a makeout session during his class and this is tough to watch because it feels so fake but so real at the same time people complain about the quality of teachers and teaching in schools but who would want to deal with this kind of shit in their classroom no one And clearly, he has no power at home, he has no power at school, even from his position of authority, which is a joke. And, on top of that, it doesn't pay enough. Because we've gone from school to apparently working at a car wash, I guess. And that must be what his wife was talking about, working late. It wasn't the school holding him over. School ends at, whatever, 3 o'clock. It's the car wash holding him over. And the owner guy comes in and there seems to be some sort of back and forth about somebody quit and didn't show up and now Walt isn't working the counter he's got to go scrub the tires on some car and it happens to be the douchebag kid's car that mommy and daddy clearly bought for him and you can already see how this is lining up for this guy to become a meth dealer his life is trash even his surprise birthday sucks oh And his wife is pregnant, by the way, which explains the baby stuff. And now we're getting gun guy in the living room. Walter clearly isn't comfortable or happy about what's happening. And he's like walking in here and 
very unfortunately, his son is like mesmerized by this firearm because sure, rub it in. He's just getting emasculated at every single turn of this episode, including the brother-in-law speech. Clearly, this guy's a douche, and he wants to make sure everyone sees him on TV. This is supposed to be Walter's surprise birthday party. This is a celebration of Walt. But this guy's making it about him and making sure that everybody sees this interview that he did because apparently he's a DEA agent and he did some kind of drug bust, meth bust, and the you know the the segment was airing on TV and he knew what time so that he could get everybody in front of the team to watch him in his moment of glory and really this is what's clearly planting the seed in Walter's head because he's particularly interested in how much money someone makes if they're making meth I wonder where this could be heading <laughs> um so now everybody's gone the party was essentially a disaster right it wasn't great uh, and now he's in bed with his wife. And we're doing birthday hand jobs, I guess. I guess that's a thing. And while this is happening, very distracting to me. I can't imagine the experience for Walt in this scenario. We're just planning the schedule for the weekend. And she's giving him a hard time about painting and not being hard at this time. I wonder why. And by the way, you're not getting laid tonight, birthday boy. This is just, this is what you're getting. Enjoy this dry rub. Spit on your hand or something at least. What is happening? And apparently her eBay stuff sold or something. This is a nightmare. This is insane to me. The back of the classroom is would have been a, a probably a more... Um, you know what? I'm not even going to go there because those were children and these are adults. We can make fun of the adults for this behavior, but anyways, whatever. Car wash work, though, does seem hard. Hard enough to knock him out. He literally passes out just on the floor at the car wash. That health thing, that reason he couldn't figure out his little mini Stairmaster thing. Somebody tell me what that little exercise thing was. I don't know if I'm interested because I want one or if I'm interested because I'm just really, really dumb and don't know what it is. Uh, but Walt comes to and he's like in the ambulance and all of that and he's really not stoked about being in the ambulance. He's, he's coming up with a million excuses to get out of going to the hospital because, big surprise, the guy who's working at a high school as a teacher and having to supplement his income at a car wash doesn't have great insurance. I couldn't imagine that to be the case. It sure as hell is not going to pay for the million-dollar workup that he's about to get because lung cancer. Inoperable lung cancer. They know that in just a handful of tests. He's only been there five minutes. Like, seriously, it's it's the same day. It's the same day in a short enough amount of time that in a minute he's going to go home and it's going to be like nothing changed or ever happened. It's going to be like he just got home from work or whatever. Like, is this really how it works? I, I imagine, and his wife wasn't there. They didn't contact anybody. The dude is, they found him passed out 
unconscious at the scene and nobody contacted emergency contact or anything the the worker the owner of the car wash didn't call his wife because hey dude just like collapsed here no that didn't happen what did happen is he's told he's going to die and his biggest concern right now is the mustard on the doctor's shirt i guess shock does funny things to people that part i believe i don't really believe the whole wife not there thing and wife is at home and apparently they're behind on bills because she's worried about $15 that he spent at Staples on the wrong credit card. <laughs> yeah, sure, my day was fine, honey. He hasn't told her about the cancer. She doesn't know that he almost died at work. He, no clue. But this $15 on this credit card here is this is very important stuff right now. His day was not fine, by the way. His day was really, really terrible. Just really, really awful. And I don't know how much time has passed at this point. I don't know if we're at the next day, if it's been a week. Like, I don't know. I've completely lost track of time in this episode. But we're back at the car wash, and the owner is a dick. And our boy, Walt finally snaps. (laughs) I've been watching this show for all of about 20 minutes at this point in the episode, and I can't believe it took him this long to snap if this show was made in 2023 the owner of this car wash would be on his knees for walter begging him not to sue given that he just collapsed on the clock and had to be taken away in an ambulance not how this went down though and now we're we kind of come to a screeching halt in the middle of the episode We're like lighting a match and clearly it's an emotional weight that's supposed to be hitting us about the whole cancer thing. And apparently they had a, they have a pool or did have a pool or whatever. I don't know. Um, and he calls brother-in-law guy and says, I want to go on that ride along after all. Cause if you remember at the party, the brother-in-law guy offered Walter a, a ride along. Cause that's a thing that they, that cops apparently do particularly in in tv shows and movies i think um and on this particular ride along that's happening whenever because again no concept of time at this point in this episode uh it's a stakeout we got some ball busting we're not passing the 2023 smell test because we're actually gambling literally betting on the ethnicity of the meth cook yeah, I, I can't make that up. That's a thing that actually happened. And SWAT is heading in, busting a meth lab. He has apparently done his homework, though, at this point. However long has passed, Walt has been studying meth. Because he corrects the professional DEA agents on what kind of gas you get if you make meth wrong. So, either he's doing his homework... Or he's just such a like prodigy and intelligent chemist that he just inherently knows that information off the top of his head without actually having to think about it in context of like meth. Which I can't believe for a second that that is actually the case because it's this is a specific meth problem, right? I 
Anyways, maybe it's just plot that he knows the answer to this. Um, but they busted the dude, and uh, Hank, the um, the brother-in-law, he apparently won the bet. Sure. And Walt wants to go in and see the lab. And that's kind of suspicious to everyone involved, including us, and very clear. Like, this is telegraphed, isn't it? I mean, I went into this knowing... And if you listen to the to the trailer um, intro to this podcast, you know I went into this knowing virtually nothing. I know that this dude, I, I think I knew that he got sick or whatever as like his catalyst for it. But like this regular Joe Schmo became a, a meth dealer. That is what I know about this show. And it's not particularly subtle in this first episode that we're heading towards this regular Joe Schmo dude becoming a meth dealer. Um, but what isn't telegraphed and what I wasn't expecting to see in this moment is a half-naked dude falling off a roof across the street and a naked woman throwing him his clothes out the window. Didn't see that one coming. And neither did Walt, but apparently he knows the guy <laughs> that just fell off a roof and was fine by the way in case you were wondering no concussion or anything um don't even see scratches on his back from any of the potential festivities that were taking place anyways uh we move past this moment as quickly as i possibly can before i make it just so vastly uncomfortable for all of us and walt speaking of uncomfortable went and found this dude afterwards and they have this weird one-on-one. -on -one. Walt is trying to, like, make nice, and this kid is freaking out about it. He obviously doesn't want to fess up to, like, what do you mean, I'm not a drug dealer, or I don't make meth, I don't know what you're talking about. His license plate literally says Captain Cook. Might as well put a giant billboard in the front yard. But you start to piece things together, and they kind of lay it out for us that this is an ex-student that Walt had in class and that's how he found out where he lives and like the school still had his information which doesn't actually make sense because this is the kid's house and like I don't know he's he's an adult now is this his parents house does he still live at home is that why the school still has his records I, I have questions things aren't quite adding up to me um, but this kid clearly didn't graduate last year. He's been out for a bit. Um, but Walter has a plan. He wants to partner up with this kid because apparently this kid was a partner to the meth bust that just took place. Somehow Walter knew that and put it together because... He was having sex with a woman nearby and fell off the roof at the same time that the raid was happening. I don't, that seems a little fuzzy to me how quickly he went from, I know you were a partner in that meth thing and your partner was just arrested, so that means you need a new partner. I'm your new partner. And this kid is shocked by this information and has no interest in another, I, I didn't anticipate blackmail. That's what Walt goes with. That's his plan. If you don't partner up and cook meth with me, 
I'm going to turn you in to the cops for cooking meth. Didn't see that coming. So I could see him getting to the meth thing. I haven't been able to see anything else in this show that's happened. Uh, Maybe the biggest uh, plot point and maybe moment I was supposed to have, I didn't have. But everything else, I am completely just kind of flabbergasted at almost every turn. Um, But before we can get too far into this new partnership of sorts or forced um, collaboration... We've got to go back to the wife. And apparently she's shipping out the stuff that she sold on eBay. Remember during the dry rub scene that we had going on? Um, and she's telling us she's a writer. And she's talking to this uh, other lady. I they, they obviously don't get along, but they like can't get away from each other. So the only thing I can come to is sisters. And she was at the party too. So like this has got to be, this has got to be sisters. Um, and just kind of out of the blue, which didn't make any sense to me. How's the sex? Well, I I wasn't anticipating the question, but I know the answer. The answer's awful. We saw that earlier. That it was it's terrible. That's how the sex is go- right now. It's it's a disaster. It's awful. But she is pregnant, so there's that. And so now we we pick it up a little bit we move forward again don't know how long because this episode is just like jump 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 in time and I'm not totally sure (laughs) how much time has passed at any point in time um but I do know what's happening right now is that Walt is stealing stuff from the school for his new cook shop and he's really really excited about it like awkwardly excited like the nerd who just got invited to the whatever the i don't know the concert for the first time with the cool kids and he's just like really really amped about it and really wants to contribute i guess i don't know it it's odd um the kid is already over it and i think i'm going to start calling the kid little buddy because I can't remember if he has a name. Uh, Apparently, he flunked his chemistry class, and he still became a meth cook because it's not chemistry. It's art, apparently, with chili powder. None of the... I don't know anything about meth. Chili powder doesn't sound like the correct ingredient, though. That sounds like something that I have to keep my toddler out of when she's fake baking so she doesn't get it in her eye. And Walt's not having it either. Walt's like, we're not doing chili powder anymore. Our product is going to be pristine and amazing. Because we have an expert who's never done it before. And a cook that has been cooking that doesn't know chemistry. What could go wrong here? Let's start with there's no place to cook it in the first place. Because the first I think intelligent thing that little buddy has said to this point is we're not doing this at my house. This is where I live. Like you don't shit where you eat kind of thing. And he's completely right. He does suggest somebody he knows that's selling an RV, which explains the camper from the beginning scene of the episode. I don't know how they're going to get the camper because we know this guy is broke. Remember high school teacher, that's moonlighting as car wash attendant. 
he doesn't have money. He has a special needs kid at home. You know that there's medical bills that are involved in whatever his condition is. We haven't really figured that out yet. We've got a pregnant wife. You know that there's money just dumping into that. Anybody who has a child knows that they ain't free. And somehow he comes up with like a stack of money that's not as much as what the dude's asking for. And when little buddy points this out, I loved Walt's response. So I'm going to give you a quote. You're not going to get a ton of direct quotes on this like reaction podcast, by the way, because I think it's in general less interesting for you to hear me just quote the episode to you that we both just watched. You you heard the lines, right? Um, but he says, you're a drug dealer, negotiate. And it's fantastic. And Little Buddy wants to know why he's doing this. And again, another quote, Walt is awake. Sure. Okay. We jump to his son, as I mentioned, struggling uh, and he's in this moment, he's struggling to get dressed and his mom's annoying, knocking on the door. Do you want help? Let me help you. Can I help? Can I help? And he's annoyed and he can't get the pants on. And, and it turns out he's in a fitting room and asks for dad to come in and he's shopping and all, all of that. And they get the pants on and he comes out to take a look at them and there's kids I mean, they're supposed to be kids. They look like they're 25 and they're gigantic, but they're making fun of him. And that's exactly what's wrong with humanity. Kids, whether they're fake kids on TV or real kids in real life, so often they just suck. They're just so mean, especially in like an internet culture where there isn't the consequence of the things that you say to somebody. I mean, when I was growing up, not to go on this, like, tangent and back in my day, because I'm not 97 either, but if I acted this way, what Walt does would be expected to happen. And worse, somebody who was an adult figure would have busted me in the mouth. Like, I would, and that would, it would have been, they wouldn't have been the ones getting in trouble. (laughs) Let's just say that. Um, But Walt goes for it. He runs in and he just, like, takes this kid out. And then as the kid's, you know, chesting up to him, he's like, do it. And I love it. Granted, in today's day and age, it doesn't go this way because that kid ends up getting Walt arrested and claiming victim and all of that. But I... Love it. And the next thing that we know after wife is just aghast, she was going after these kids too, but can't believe that Walt was would lose his cool like that. Whatever. I think it's great. I wish he would have gone further. I wish he would have gone full Gemma Teller if you've watched Sons of Anarchy and just hit this dude in the face with a skateboard. That's what I th- wish he would have done. Um, but they, the next thing we know, apparently they've bought the RV. Obviously, we knew they were going to. It obviously wasn't a difficult thing. It was super easy, barely an inconvenience. Shout out to um, Ryan George, who does pitch meetings, and that that's hilarious. Um, anyways, they are out in the desert, and the only thing nearby 
is, as the little buddy calls it, a cow house. You know, where cows live. We're going to cook in the desert by the cow house. And Walt starts getting naked. Because these are his good clothes, and you can't make meth in his good clothes. He's keeping on the whitey tighties, though. That's probably a good thing. Which explains the opening scene to this episode. This is how he got naked. He actually did it on purpose. Alas. Question. Why does he have a camera? The camcorder that he uses for the, for the this is not a admission of guilt... And they have it with them now. Why is there a camera here? If you're cooking meth, I don't think you want anything around that can record the crime that's being committed. Particularly when you're a regular Joe Schmo who has a 9 to 5 like teaching children. (laughs) You probably don't want anything that might be able to tie your identity to what's taking place right now. Just a guess. What's taking place right now, though, is a montage. A meth montage, if you will. I'm guessing we're going to have a lot of these in this show. And at the end of said montage, our, uh, our excitement from Little Buddy is, is expressed through this is pure glass. This is art. You're the iron chef. And I like these are terms I assume mean something more than what I would I you know interpret them as. Pure glass makes sense to me, not knowing anything about meth at all, but seeing the way that it's portrayed at least on the screen. There's a there's clearly a a purity of the product that is um, displayed through how transparent it is. So pure glass as a term makes some sense maybe i should start googling things while doing this but if i did that then i'd probably end up on some kind of watch list because this is a show about meth after all um walt is not real stoked about the idea of little buddy testing the product he's like no we don't use it we only sell it and that is news to little buddy and not news that he was particularly happy to get um and i i like i i do like the way that walt puts it i guess i'm quoting more than i anticipated doing i i'm gonna try not to do too much of that but i think it i think it lends something to the scene kind of like i mentioned earlier about the nerd getting invited to like the cool thing and not really knowing how to handle themselves he asks little buddy as he's trying to fumble his way through how do we proceed? <laughs> Which is a really funny way to say, like, okay, we made it. Now, how do we, how does it make us money? <laughs> how do we sell it? <laughs> what do we do next? He has no idea because he's a chemistry teacher. He's not a meth dealer. He's a chemistry teacher who apparently has a perfect meth recipe on his first try. Sure. But. The answer to how do we proceed is clearly go to the guy who's training an attack dog, apparently. And this is his old partner's cousin, the cousin that, or the the partner that was just busted in the drug bust. And apparently he's already out of jail and they're ready to fight because he thinks that little buddy turned him in. Okay, 
I don't know if he got his ass kicked or just partially or they haven't done it yet. I don't know. Um, but they end up at the RV and, you know, things are, are not going very well. And luckily these two guys are like the slowest gangsters ever because obviously they can't kill little buddy. They can't kill Walt because, you know, they are the main characters of this TV show. That's at least something I know from pop culture. Um, so we knew that they weren't gonna die here, but like, I don't understand why all of this is kind of terrible. Um, and some like something gets tossed. I can't remember what it was, but the dry grass is going to start catching on fire. Uh, and Walter is going to have to drive the camper away from a blaze. That clearly seems to be where we're heading in this scene. What I didn't anticipate us doing is Walter going absolutely rogue. He just killed these dudes with toxic meth fumes. He just and out of there and slams the door holds it shut and lets them breathe it in and die (laughs) as they're like shooting out the door and he's just holding it shut because uh, i guess adrenaline gives you amazing strength the strength of two men okay but whatever and here's the fire there we go chaos it's it's all chaos everything has gone to chaos in complete just, I have no other words but chaos. He does put the mask on on little buddy, who's knocked out at this point. I kind of forgot to mention that. And we're at the beginning of the episode again. So, what I've gathered is that they did use that, like, let's get you hooked with something very climactic and then kind of catch you up with how we got there. I thought it was going to be the end of the season. It wasn't even the end, technically, of this episode. <laughs> We jumped, apparently, three weeks already. Um, And there go the pants, which explains the pants, sort of. And now he's got the gun. And like I said, we're we're at that opening scene where he's, he's standing there, he's ready, he's, you know, attack position with the gun, he's in his underwear, and he's, he's ready to go down Wyatt Earp style. Except he doesn't have... Wyatt Earp's um, fortitude because he's crying and again with the unexpected I didn't anticipate him trying to kill himself which he can't do right and the sirens that come they're not cops they're firefighters you know for the fire that he started back there in the desert and he's like, oh, I obviously don't want to shoot the firefighters. <laughs> and he's just standing there in his underwear, dumbfounded. And little buddy wakes up, wants to know what the heck happened. And there's this super long technical answer that basically translates to, I killed them. And vomit. Which makes sense. If you just killed people, you throw up. Now what? I guess you clean up the mess. And I thought that was the end of the episode. But it's not. The end of the episode is putting money in a dryer. For some reason. And then coming to bed. 
and his wife's laying there awake, just waiting on him, just counting down the moments to give him shit. And it all kind of culminates to, I don't like it when you don't talk to me. And there's no scenario that I personally would want to talk to this woman at this point. Nothing in this episode has made it seem like she is pleasant in any way. And Walt doesn't want to talk to her either. He's just going to have sex with her. And that's how we end the episode. What? Wild ride. Just wild. Absolutely wild ride. A fun, fun first episode. And before I think too hard about anything else, I have to hit, I have to hit obviously the way we ended and the notes of that this whole time. What's the deal with this concept of like, they don't have sex? Like, even when he does it, Walt, is that you? When he, you know, gives it to her. Like, she's pregnant (laughs) and not even really showing so she's what less than like you can you can crush me for this I do have a child I don't remember exactly when this happened but let's call it what three months maybe we are aware of how you get pregnant correct maybe at most they're in like a few month dry spell but it was kind of played up as if they haven't done you know, the thing in, like, years. It's very weird. I don't know why that was a thing. And as I mentioned before, this episode, getting past that, because this obviously isn't a... This obviously isn't a sex show, okay? This is a meth show. Um, But this whole episode was chaotic. Which I guess makes sense, since it, like I said earlier, actually spans the course of three weeks it's no wonder I couldn't get grasp like I couldn't catch on to a concept of how much time was passing between these different scenes that we were hitting that was a lot to cover um and as someone who's also watching Sons of Anarchy as I mentioned earlier um for this podcast I'm kind of used to the episodes of that show taking and covering like a day at a time kind of at most and I'm not sure if that's going to be a theme here, if we're just going to keep doing this like super rapid um, progression, I guess through through time on this show, or 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 if that was just the way that they had to go from this is a broke high school teacher to apparently expert meth cooker in a single episode because it's the pilot. Which, by the way, I'm probably not going to get over the fact that he had his own unique and apparently perfect recipe his first time ever doing this. I do get, though, how he went off the deep end. His life is a nonstop, constant reign of stress and frustration. His wife is always up his ass. His students disrespect him. His family emasculates him. His son has special needs. He has a baby on the way. He's broke, working two jobs. He didn't need a cancer diagnosis to go off the deep end. But he got that too. I can't even tell if I like this guy or not. But I get it. (laughs) And I'm intrigued. And his little buddy, he's funny to me. He's kind of annoying, but he's funny. The brother-in-law's a douche, and the, like, sister-in-law, 
she's the worst. And I don't know if this is going to be the best show that's ever been made, as some have suggested, but I am looking forward to seeing more of it. Which brings me to the point of this episode that I should probably introduce kind of the next segment that we're going to end these with. With the other series that I cover on the podcast, I usually kind of close things out with a a hypothetical scenario, a question. What if we changed this little thing that happened in what we just watched or what we just read or whatever the case may be? How would that have a ripple effect on kind of the rest of the story or how would this have turned out different? That's fun to me. But I can't do this with this show because I have no idea what happens in this show aside from the high note. As I mentioned, this guy becomes a meth dealer, as we see. So, instead of the hypothetical questions, I'm going to try to make some just ridiculous predictions that I know I'm going to get wrong solely for the... Well, I mean, I'm going to try to get them right, but... Ultimately, this is mostly so that you get to laugh at me. And so my first prediction from this first episode is that I think the guys in the camper are going to survive somehow. I thought they were dead. They should be dead. But I could see that being a thing where like they lived so that they can be a pain in the ass later. But I hope they're dead. Because their characters sucked. They were awful. Um, I'm also wondering... Now, we, you know, next prediction, too. Uh, if the brother-in-law is not going to turn out to be dirty, and that's going to somehow become like a wrinkle plot line that we get at some point in time in the show. I think it'd be obvious to set it up so that he's investigating Walt without knowing that it's Walt at some point. But it might be fun if it kind of gets flipped on its head and Walter comes across to him in the actual trade. And it's like, instead of the brother-in-law catching Walt cooking meth, it's Walt catching the brother-in-law doing some, like, dirty cop stuff. And maybe that somehow becomes leverage to not arrest Walt for dealing meth. I don't know. It's interesting. And my third thing for this episode is, I think the wife is going to leave him at some point. She's already, like, too suspicious and weird when he's just been quieter. He's only going to get more distant as he's diving into becoming a meth chef and dealer and dealing with the fact that he has cancer and is going to die. But maybe she'll be into this like new bad boy attitude instead? I don't really know. She certainly liked the way the episode ended. I could tell that because Netflix went immediately into episode two, which apparently begins with her having an orgasm and Walt like dying. But that might be another crazy prediction um, to be saying. But I, I, I think she's... She's most likely to split. And that's what I got for you on this episode. So if you enjoyed my reaction to the first episode of Breaking Bad, leave a review on whatever app that you're using right now. Uh, If you want to join the discussion, there is a free Facebook group for listeners of the podcast. There's also a link um, in the show notes to that and my website, which is belatedbinge.com. And that has a voicemail feature. So if you want to, you know, actually tell me verbally uh what you think of this or how how you know dumb i am with my predictions whatever um as long as the as long as it doesn't have spoilers in it or whatever uh, i would appreciate it if you didn't 
um, kind of ruin this whole experience for me. <laughs> but uh, but feedback, you know, and voicemails that I get, I will find a way to work into uh, an episode of the podcast. Uh, there's Patreon, as I mentioned before, patreon.com slash belated binge. There's benefits there, uh, early access to episodes, shout outs in all of the episodes, uh, as well as bonus content for the bonus binge squad and above. Um, and that's what I got. So remember, life is short. Still, don't become a meth dealer. But if you do, buy an RV, wear headphones, and take belated binge breaking bad wherever that RV takes you.